It's hard to believe that Christmas is literally days away. Where has the year gone? I don't know. But it's been an interesting one. I'm uh, looking forward to putting together the Year in Review podcast, which should come up here in the next week or so, you know, when we get to New Year's, which is right around the corner. Anyway, in this episode of The Eclectic Monk, I want to share with you uh, a message that I shared uh, in a church probably five years ago. It's a Christmas message, and that's a good one. It's called While Shepherds Watched, and I hope you enjoy it, and I hope it brings some inspiration and uh, helps you to focus on what really matters in the Christmas season, which is simply this. Jesus Christ is born. God loves us, and the redemption for all people is available through the sacrifice of his son. Until we meet again, hang in there. Merry Christmas and enjoy the podcast. Thanks. Our text this morning is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, beginning at verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Let's pray. Father, as we come to this familiar story this morning, we ask that you would open our hearts to hear from you, open our eyes to see you, and we invite your Holy Spirit to come and to to lead us and guide us and draw us close. That's our desire. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, of all the stories in the Bible, this is probably the most familiar, right? I mean, you've heard this one, oh, your entire life. Um, We've read this scripture. You've heard it. It's in songs. It's in TV shows. I mean, thank goodness for Charlie Brown, right? I mean, we hear it every year. 
And it's, it's an incredible story, and it could be a lot of different things. There's a lot of different ways you can approach this story, I can tell you. It, it could be approached as an alien invasion story, because it is. Or we could look at it as a mystical infiltration story, where God infiltrates our human existence. We could, we could look at it that way. But most of all, I think it's, it's a human story. It's a very human story story that's filled with real people, ordinary, everyday people just like you, just like me, who, who find themselves caught up in the most extraordinary circumstances imaginable. And if you think about it, that's really what the season is all about. Christmas is all about this idea that God has become man, that he became human for us, and he's been with us. And so I think if we will stop and, and go to ground zero, if you will, to that moment where these events happened and try to imagine what it was like for those very real people and get an idea of their perspective on things, we might just learn a little bit more about God. Now, the shepherds are, of course, the, the main characters in the story. But that's pretty vague, right? The shepherds. All of your life, it's the shepherds. We, we really don't know much about these shepherds. We, we don't really know how many shepherds there were. We, we don't know their names. We don't know their ages. We don't know their experiences, their family backgrounds. We, we really know just the shepherds. But we do know a few things about shepherds. And it's important to, to stop and think about for a second. Shepherds in this culture were kind of outsiders. The, the nature of their work kept them out of town. They, it says in the scripture, right, they're living in the fields. They're outside. Now, sheep were a very, very important commodity in the community. They, shepherds were important parts of it, but they weren't doctors and lawyers. They were just shepherds. And because they weren't able to really keep all of the Sabbath rules and attend synagogue in the same way, and uh, there was not much laundry to be done out in the wilderness outside, they were, they were kind of, uh, you know, kept at arm's length, marginalized by the culture, appreciated, but not really embraced. In fact, they, if you really stop and think about it, they, they were pretty earthy people, right? I mean, they... Uh, they they came into town and it kind of smelled like campfire and sheep with a little dog thrown in. Because they had to have dogs or shepherds, you know. If it rained, it was really bad. I mean, this is a real thing. These are people. And they're living out in the field. Now, I think it's important for our exercise here. Now, again, this is holy imagination. I have no idea. But I like to give people names who don't have names. Now, in my mind, there's like five shepherds. I could be wrong. There could have been six. There could have been three. I don't know. But I think, you know, they probably got a hundred sheep. Jesus seems to talk in hundreds for sheep. The 99 are left behind. He goes and finds the one, right? So I've got a little firm ground to stand on with that. If a hundred sheep, I figure five guys, three dogs, right? I mean, that's in my manager mind. That's what I'm thinking. I need five guys, three dogs. So I've got Bill and Bob, Jim and Joe, and just for fun, Ramon. And Ramon is the trickster. You know, he's the funny guy, the young kid. Bill, of course, is, is the oldest. He's kind of stoic, and he doesn't play much, but Ramon's always messing around. And of course, there's Zeke and Biff and Fuzzy, you know, the big dog. You've know, you got to have one of those. That's Ramon's dog. They're good friends. 
And these guys are sitting around a campfire going through a routine that they have gone through night after night after night after night for years. They are simply following a pattern of life and existence that has been normal for them for their entire adult lives, probably. Ramon tells a joke. Bill doesn't laugh. Fuzzy barks. The sheep are settling down for the night. And suddenly, suddenly, the night is violently interrupted with a light that they could not imagine. Remember, the brightest thing these men have ever seen at night is a fire in the moon. And you've got an LED spotlight beaming down upon them. They have no context for it. And then in the middle of that, in the middle of that, there's an alien being. We don't know what angels look like. We, we think they might look like humans. They, maybe they're shapeshifters. You know, as a comic book guy, they can do that. They look like humans sometimes and something else other times. Some of them have like 14 wings and some, you know, we don't know. And I'm not saying there's like Steven Spielberg alien. I don't, but it could have been. I don't know. All I know is there is a being that was not supposed to be there in the midst of this light that they can't process looking at them. And the scripture says that just like you and I, they were terrified. They reacted the same way I would. They froze. They just froze. What else do you do? If you're taken and put into a context that is beyond your imagination, your ability to process, we just kind of stand there. Even Ramon is quiet. They, he doesn't know what to say. Now we hit pause for a minute. This is a real event. These are real, live human beings who are experiencing this thing that has never happened before. And what does it tell us about God? Well, the one thing that jumps out at me is that God knew these shepherds. Whether it was four or five or ten of them, he knew them. He knew them in their ordinary, everyday existence. He was aware of them. And just because they were ordinary, they were not insignificant. My friends, here's some good news for you. Everyone in this room is ordinary. Well, some less ordinary than others, but we're all ordinary people. But in God's kingdom, we are not insignificant. He knows you. He knows everything about you. He loves you, and he is with you in the midst of your everyday normal life. And even though society had kind of marginalized these guys, they weren't necessarily welcome to all the big parties in town. God did not deem them unworthy. In fact, in fact, they are God's choice for first contact. God chose these outsiders, these ordinary men, to be the ones to receive this incredible message of redemption and hope. God does not see people the way we see people. God does not see earth the way we see earth. The angel says to them, do not be afraid too late. Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. 
And this will be the sign to you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I have to say this. Jesus was not born in a manger. Jesus was born in a stable and laid in a manger, but I don't think he was actually born in the manger. This is one of those little Christmas things that bother me. But anyway, there's an angel there. Our shepherd friends are standing there. The night is frozen in this incredible light. And there's an angel standing there. And he has a message for them. And what an incredible message, right? It's a message of peace and a message of hope and a message of joy. And and did you catch the message of inclusion? This is a message of redemption, not just for the people of Judah or the children of Israel. This is a message of redemption for all humanity. We are all included in the peace on earth, goodwill toward men of this moment. Now, it's interesting to think about the angels, right? Because, again, we don't really know much about angels. You you can go through the Bible. They're they're here and there, right? And we have little glimpses into their uh, purpose. And and the the main purpose of angels seems to be messengers from God. In fact, that's what angel means. It literally means messenger. And so they're messengers from God. They come bring this message. And for the shepherds, from where the shepherds are sitting, this is an absolutely mind-blowing, once-ever, earth-shattering, unexpected event. They had no idea this was coming. None at all. But think about the angels. For the angels, this moment is the culmination of an anticipated event that stretched back Thousands of years. Earth time. I don't know how angels keep time, but earth time. Thousands of years. The the, the Micah verse was written 800 years before these events took place. And if we look at Isaiah talks about the birth of Jesus. All the way back to Genesis chapter 3 is the first allusion to this idea when God curses the serpent and he says, the seed of woman will bruise your head. From that point, this idea that the Savior was coming, that God's purpose was to redeem humanity, it was not plan B, it was plan A all along. And the heavenly hosts, the angels of heaven, were sitting around for thousands of years waiting for this moment to happen. And then one day, God calls the angels up and he says, Hey guys, I'm going to be born tomorrow. There's some shepherds I want you to go and tell them. And so you can see the release of this pent-up joy. These beings have been holding on to this news for centuries and centuries. And now they finally get to burst forth and praise God for this incredible cosmic event that we don't really fully understand. And the shepherds are sitting there wondering what is going on. My friends, the spiritual and the physical realms are closer to each other than we imagine. 
fact, the Bible says to be nice to people because you could entertain angels unaware. We are closer to the kingdom of God than we think. Heaven is not someplace far off and way out there. Heaven is here with us. We just don't necessarily see it. And there's something important about us, humanity. There's something of cosmic relevance about humanity. I don't know what it is. But I do know that when our redemption was announced, the host of heaven went wild and praised God for what he was doing for us through his son. There's amazing things going on here. But it's kind of blurry. It's hard to see. We're just excited about the baby. Suddenly as it begins, it's over. Can you imagine... Bill, Bob, Jim, Joe, and Ramon are sitting there, and all of a sudden, there's this huge choir of uncountable heavenly hosts singing, singing a song that I can only pretend to imagine the glory of. And then the song ends, and the light, as suddenly as it came on, turns off, and now these five guys are standing around the campfire... Fuzzy starts to bark because that's what dogs do. And he's the sheep are a little restless because that was pretty scary. And they're looking at each other going, what was that? What was that? They did the only thing they could do. It says that they got up and headed to Bethlehem. Hey, we're going to Bethlehem. It doesn't say they left someone behind. I'm assuming all five guys got up and ran off. They hoped the dogs would take care of things because they had to go see this thing. They rush in. And there they find this young couple and this baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying asleep in the feeding trough in the stable. Just like the angel said, it was the sign they knew everything. If this happened the way it was supposed to be, then everything else they said was true. Peace on earth. Goodwill to men. A savior is born. Redemption is nigh. These shepherds, these shepherds were special. But there's something else that we need to see here. See, there's a force behind these events. There's a power that is at work here. And in fact, this is a carefully orchestrated event. These things are are pretty interesting. One of the things I found fascinating, and again, I've known this story all my life, right? Uh, I've read this. I've I've preached this sermon similar many times because I love it. But something I caught this time, I never really caught it before. God appears to shepherds. That was no mistake. That was an intentional thing. He intended to go and and make this incredible announcement to these men sitting out in the wilderness. And these guys get up and head to Bethlehem. Now, if Jesus had been born in a palace, these shepherds would not have been welcomed. If Jesus had been born in the inn, they probably would not have been welcomed because, again, they were from the outside. They were a little earthy. There was one place in Bethlehem where the shepherds would be comfortable going and would be welcomed with open arms. Guess where that was? The stable. God put that together. 
if the angels had appeared in town? What would have happened? They couldn't release that much joy on an unsuspecting populace of a thousand, but a few guys in the wilderness, that was fine. God put that together. There are so many details in this story going back thousands of years where things are promised and foreshadowed, and it all comes together in this one singular night. God is in control. It was his intent and his purpose. And if we look for him in the details, you will find God active, not just in Christmas, but in your lives as well. If we'll just live with our eyes open to see it. The shepherds tell Mary what the angels have said. Mary ponders it in her heart. We'll talk about that next time. And the shepherds are filled with joy. They rush out into the night, heading back to the field, telling everybody they run into what had just happened. It says, And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. I think that's Luke's very kind way of saying everyone thought they were insane. Because they came and they start telling this outrageous story. And oh, by the way, they are just shepherds. Even Bill was excited. They make their way back to the wilderness. Pick up where they left off. And fade out of the story. Never to be heard from again. But I tell you, those guys went back to their flock different. They went back to that everyday life changed by an unexpected encounter with God. And isn't that true for us? As we sit here this morning, if we think back, if you will look back, we've all had that unexpected encounter with God. Where Emmanuel, God with us, becomes a reality. And the Spirit of God joins with us and changes us and draws us and makes us his own. And even though we all have to go back to work, he never leaves us. These guys had an incredible night. But they were just shepherds. Aren't you glad? Let's pray. Father, as we sit here today preparing our hearts for this season, help us to have our eyes open to see you as you orchestrate our joys and as you pull things together to carry us through. Lord, for some, this is a difficult time of year. I pray, Lord, that you would help us hear the message of hope and joy and let it resonate in our hearts, even if we're in the midst of a difficult time. Help us, Lord, to embrace this idea of inclusion, that all people are loved by you, and that the redemption that is set in place in a stable in Bethlehem is not just for the chosen few, but for your creation. 
Help us love as you love. And let this season be a time of not only reflection, but a time of giving your love and your joy to the people around us. Lord, give us that unexpected moment, we pray, and change us forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together as we respond using the Apostles' Creed. So I really, really do appreciate you listening to the podcast. And I appreciate you sharing it on social media or just by word of mouth. Appreciate you following it, liking it, rating it if possible on whatever outlet that you're enjoying it on. And appreciate all the encouragement that I've gotten along the way. The nine of you still inspire me. And I really, really thank you all from the very bottom of my heart. So again, till we meet again, God bless. Thanks.